thing. Hold on. Blog Talk Radio. One, zero. Here we go. Oh my gosh, I'm back. This is All About Wine, the talk show dedicated to the wine industry since 2009. Featuring winemaker, cellar master, vineyardist, and tasting expert, Ron. Basically, what we're trying to do on this program is just trying to educate people and trying to make wine less confusing and more friendly. From coast to coast and around the world. You know, we really have had some some neat people on the program. I, I just, I love that. Post your questions and comments during the live show on our Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash allaboutwinebtr. Again, that's www.facebook.com forward slash allaboutwinebtr. And now, All About Wine is on. Here's Wow. Mm. All right. All right. All right. All right. We are right. live on everything we need to be live on. So as welcome you to the show. Here too, we got Mike back with us this week. Yeah, yes, thank, you. thank you. Thank you. Uh, Mike was under the weather last week, and uh, he's. He's well and back with us. So, good. Glad, to, glad that you recovered. A uh, couple yeah. quick announcements. Actually, three things I want to talk about before our guest hasn't called in, but he's expecting to pop up any minute. Uh, number one, Wife Appreciation Day is this coming Sunday. Sunday, September 17th is Wife Appreciation Day. I have told this to people, and I've gotten responses like, isn't that what Valentine's Day is for? Well, no, not really. And then I've gotten responses like, where's the husband appreciation day? No, this is wife appreciation day. And, you know, I mean, all sorts of comments. But the point being is, if she knows about it and you don't do anything, you're mud. If she doesn't know about it and then you do something, you're saying, oh, that was sweet. I didn't know it was coming. And so, you know. Wife Appreciation Day, Sunday, the 17th, I I got an email saying, you know, this is what's going on. I don't know if it's a, a, it's a legitimate email, and, but it was just like, okay, well, there's no reason to doubt it. And if the email is popping in my box, it could be popping in anybody's say Wife Appreciation Day, if she knows about it, then, you know, cover your base. Don't ignore it. And next announcement I want to make. Flightline Radio, flightlineradio.com. It's Mike's radio station. He is live on Saturday mornings from 7 to 9. It streams 24-7 all the rest of the time. You can always just tune it in and listen to it in the background while you're playing with the computer and reading emails and whatever you're doing. Like I was doing today, as a matter of fact, I was writing a bunch of emails to guests coming up. And uh, so that's one way to uh, listen to him, or you can just tune in and listen to it. And if you miss an episode of All About Wine on Thursday, he replays it at noon on Saturdays. So uh, check. Thank you. Yeah, sure. Check that out. And then let's see. There's something else. Um, Oh, as I have been announcing, you know, last few weeks, if you are so inclined to Donate to the hurricane victims here in Florida. Red Cross, best way to do it. Don't uh, 
flu with any of the others. Red Cross will get it right to the people who need to have it and when they need it. So Red mm-hmm. Cross. And same thing with the flood victims and the earthquake victims overseas. Uh, Red Cross is really the best way to do it instead of trying to, you know, you'll get a lot of people sending you crazy emails from Morocco saying, I'm collecting money to help the victims and they their victim is in their pocket. So, you know, Red Cross is really the safest way to do all this stuff. And... Probably the victim, the victim is probably the one donating to them uh, in the long run because it's, their money is not going anywhere but in their pockets, like you said. So, um, yeah, they they try to make it sound like it though. So be careful when you donate and donate to yeah. a reputable, you know, source that's going to do good and and uh, not keep the money for themselves. So um, and, and that's why I say Red Cross. Some that. people don't like Red Cross. They say the admin yeah. fees are high and all that, but still, it's pretty safe to get the money to them because they they do do good. I think so. Yeah. Uh, they're always there for you. Yeah, you know, they're over there when the mm-hmm. first ones on the scene whenever something like that happens. So, uh, and what's a crescent cross? Yeah. I think over there in Morocco and Libya and stuff like that. Uh, uh, the Red Crescent. That's what it is. Red Crescent. Uh, over there in uh, those countries because of the Muslim influence and all that over there. So they call it the Red Crescent. But uh, any of those, donate to and you can uh, get it done. And I had one other announcement I was going to throw out there and I forgot what it was now. Hopefully I'll think of it before the show's over. Uh, But uh, we have a a guest. (laughs) I, I believe it's our guest. I don't know. I haven't talked to him yet. Uh, Gino DeCaro, our Carl, is a communications director for the Wine Institute in California. And he's going to come up and talk to us about events that are happening in California over the next well, weeks and months. So, welcome to the show, Gino. Hello, Ron. Thank you so much for having me today. I really appreciate this. And uh, well, first of all, I'd like to thank, thank you for. I would like to thank you for saving my marriage with the Wife Appreciation Day announcement. That is uh, yeah, quite helpful yeah. for me. So thank you. It, it, it's important. It's great to be. Here. It, it's important. <laughs> you know, I always tell people, I always tell guys, everybody I tell it to, they go, eh. I said, but if she knows about it and you don't do anything, you know, I mean. Just a little token part, is all it takes. Yeah. And part of me thinks my wife has known about it for the last 10 years and didn't tell me about it and been <laughs> keeping score, so I'm yeah. in trouble. Yeah, so you <laughs> I don't know how long this Wife Appreciate Day thing has been going on. I have no idea. I received an email, um, oh, geez, a couple of weeks ago, uh, and let's see – well, I can't even find it now. But I received an email a couple of weeks ago that said, Wife Appreciation Day coming up on the 17th. Oh, oh, here it is. Uh, just a little little small thing. Oh, it's, it's from a place in Miami, a, a restaurant. It says, take your, take your wives to the restaurant, make reservations. But it's uh, Wife Appreciation Day. And I tried to find something to see how long it's been going on. And I couldn't find anything. So I think maybe this restaurant just sort of like made this up. But if they didn't, again, we don't know. So, you know. Everyone's working against us, Ron. <laughs> and I know. I know. <laughs> so, uh, 
California Wine Institute has been doing lots of stuff. In fact, they were very active when I lived out in California many, many years ago. I used to visit you guys and get information and all that periodically. Um, they're they're great. You are a, a director there, right? Yes, I am the newest director of communications here. I've been here for about just a little over a year. Um, oh, I'm basically wow. handling hand, handling the domestic media part of it. So I'm still I'm still finding my way through the industry itself. I came from the manufacturing community for about I worked over there for about 26 years. Um, wow. So I'm here now, and I've been around wine certainly all my life. And I love it, and I love the industry, and I'm so excited to talk about it all the time. Even though my uh, <laughs> my knowledge my knowledge, admittedly, sometimes can be um, a little little low, and we got many experts at Wine Institute to help us out with that. But uh, happy to be here. No, good, good. Um, so we are going to talk about well, there are events, and this is originally the email I got from you guys saying that you got events coming up, and this is our first opening in the month for September because of other guests. But still, though, it's, you don't just have events in September. You have them throughout the fall and into the winter. Uh, so, you know, basically, uh, well, what's, what's going on? What's, what's coming up? What's happening? Well, well, let's face it, Ron. Every day is wine month in, uh, in my household and probably yours as well and a lot of your listeners. <laughs> yeah. so I never thought of it that way, but you're right. <laughs> we don't need a month to uh, to celebrate this great industry. Um, but September is uh, the, the 19th annual California Wine Month, and um, you know it's just it's amazing that something that tastes this good, that is this sustainable, and something that can produce you know this much for our economy and communities is um, it's a pretty incredible industry, and uh, we're happy to celebrate it. This this um, wine month seems to grow every year. Uh, we our wineries up and down the state put on just tremendous events. Of course, the harvest most of the time starts in September, and it just provides a, a perfect backdrop for um, wineries and regions to um, ask uh, locals and tourists to come experience their wines, see the harvest, get a little bit more knowledgeable about how um, this great product comes together, and uh, you know. 49 of our wine produ- 49 of our counties 49, excuse me 49 of our 58 counties actually produce wine grapes in California so um, there's something for there's something for everywhere at every region and, and uh, um, we just hope um, uh, visitors from out of state will come experience it and certainly our locals will as well now that um, the question I had was the uh, harvest going on now uh, is there a lot of them that do a, a harvest uh, festival where you get to stomp grapes yeah there's a lot of harvest uh, boot camps that are really really impressive um, grape stomps winery yoga horseback riding through the vineyards etc in fact I wow. will say you can folks can go to discovercaliforniawines.com to see all of the events that are available to them I will also say that most wineries, if you call them and ask them about their harvest and when it is, they'll be more than happy to accommodate you with answers and maybe some tours during the harvest. I myself tomorrow am going over to Alexander Valley Vineyards to experience oh. the start of their harvest. Um, and so there's just there's just opportunities everywhere, and these events that sit, um, that are on our our website are just a great place to start. But there's something for everyone everywhere uh, during this month um, when you're coming to one of the wine regions in California. Uh, yeah, there's 
always is uh, in harvest season. There's always things going on. How many? Yeah. Do you know a, a definite number? How many wineries? Over 6,200 wineries in, in California. How many? For sure. I mean, I hear more than over and all that just because it's a round number. But uh, mm-hmm. do you know the the actual number of wineries that are in California now? There are approximately, I think the official number as of about two months ago was 6,200 and I think 20. <laughs> if you really? look at the TTB website, that's up, yeah. So there's a lot. And most of those folks are putting on events this month. And, and you know, like I said when I started, this stuff tastes good, it's incredibly sustainable, and it does great things for the economy. We employ approximately, or we support about 422,000 Californians uh, for wow. work. Nationally, nationally, we support about 1.1 million, and um, we bring in about $170 billion in economic activity. So um, the industry is, is, is growing um, over the past few years. I think uh, over the past six years, we've grown by about 27% in terms of economic impact. Um, and, you know, it's, it's amazing an industry that's so big and so impressive is mostly driven by multi multi-generational family-owned businesses. Sure, there are ones that are getting merged into uh, larger corporations, but so many of these are um, are family-owned. And I got to say, I told you I was new to the industry. That's been one of the most impressive things coming over here. Getting into some of these wineries, talking to these families who live and breathe their wine and their art and their science um, and their communities, uh, it's just really impressive. And further, this is an industry that's really collaborative. Um, they each, they all want to help each other. Mm-hmm. There's no NDAs between each other when they're talking about innovation and sustainability and, and better ways to make wine. It's just, um, I'm really proud to be a part of it. And that's one thing that I've always said. It's one of the few industries and few businesses that you can go into and help each other out in any way you can. I mean, if someone has a problem you can get, contact people around you and all that, and they will do whatever they can to help you get through that problem. It's not cutthroat. It's not, uh, and that's everywhere in the wine industry. Down here in Florida, it's, it's you know anywhere. They are very, very friendly and helpful to everybody else. It's it's a great thing about the wine industry. I think it's like I said. There's no real secret. You walk up to someone in the wine industry. Uh, anywhere and say, can you tell me about it? That's why this show does so well. Because can you tell me about it? And they tell you about it. You know, there's, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's right. And these yeah. these 6,200 wineries, they produce over 81% of the country's wine. Um, we export about, uh, I think, 95% uh, internationally. Um, and 80% of the wine that's made in California is actually made in a certified sustainable winery. So these these guys are impressive, and there's lots to show off. Um, I know we have some time. If you do, you mind me going through a few of the events that are the official events that are going on this month? Is that by helpful? all means, yeah, by all means. Yeah. Awesome, thank you, Ron. Um, like I said, everywhere from Southern California all the way up to the north North Coast, there are events. If you start in the North Coast, there's a Sonoma County Wine Auction, September 14th and 16th. Um, there's the 22nd annual Lake County Wine Auction. 
There's, Gina, uh, let me yeah. let me let me back up a little bit on this. Okay, this Sonoma uh-huh. County wine auction. That thing is enormous, isn't that the big one? It, it is. It, the map is also, of course, very large as well. But um, I haven't been to this one, but I hear hear just tremendous things about it. And um, it's it's quite an experience, um, and it's one that it certainly um, it, uh, it 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 benefits those in need. I can't remember oh. the charity this year, but um, it, this year it's taking place at La Crema, the wine that most of your oh. listeners are probably um, uh, familiar with. But um, it's at the La Crema State at Sara Lee's Vineyard, which they might know. Um, there's vintners dinners, there's wine parties, there's live music. It's just massive. And um, yeah, it, unfortunately, it's tremendous amount of money. Yeah, absolutely. And unfortunately, it's starting today to the 16th, so I'm I'm a little late to, to talk about it. But um, <laughs> certainly, some, something we're certainly excited about. There's an annual Lake County wine auction as well um, at the Mercantile by Shannon Family of, uh, of Wines. Uh, it's a great way to explore Lake County wine country. It's just north of Sonoma County. Um, and one, um, let's see, one stop with 15 wineries pouring, local chefs offer, offering food and, and paired beautifully with wine, uh, family-style dinner, um, just all sorts of great things. And a lot of these, you know, a lot of these events are actually family-friendly, too, for some of those, um, yeah, those uh, vacationers that are coming through. But, but uh, there's a fall wine trail up in northern Sonoma, uh, Sonoma County, I'm sorry, Sonoma County, um, 30 wineries are part of this, sipping wow. wines, um, uh, certainly produce a dinner later in the evening. Um, it's in the charming wine country of uh, Hillsburg, great restaurants, shops, of course. So there's some in the north coast. You come inland and in the valley. This is one of my favorites, the um, Lodi Grape Festival, which has been going on mm-hmm. for a while. It's September 14th to 17th. Um, and this is extremely friendly friendly. I think some days uh, uh, kids 16 and under get in free, but they have wow. um, all sorts of tribute bands, like uh, Prince Tribute Band, When Doves Cry. Uh, a dozen regional vine- wineries are, are pouring. And, of course, you and your listeners probably know that Zinfandel is um, one of the great grapes in, the, in, in Lodi. Um, one of our wineries, Lang Twins, produces a, a Centennial Zin, which is just beautiful. And um, I'm not sure if that'll be tasted there or not, but uh, just you, you can't miss with the Zins and Lodi. So that's a great event. There's a carnival going on, um, paired with all sorts of food. Uh, They've been very doing that. To atten- to- They've been doing that for years and years and years too. The Lodi Grape Festival. It's it's an old You're- one. You're right. I see. I saw um, the gentleman who's running it on the news last night, and I, it's, uh, it's over 25 years, I think they've been doing it. Yeah. Now, and it's a it's a real winner. And uh, of course, my uh, own one more thing from Sacramento, the Lodi Film Festival, or uh, Grape Festival. I am enjoying a Seven Deadly Sins wine right now from the Lodi region. So and that's just rather ironic. Uh, Outstanding. So, uh, yes, that's yes. one of my favorites. Mine too. That's, that's <laughs> I'm no, enjoying the Bodachi, uh Yep, come on. Sorry. No, I'm just saying Seven Deadly Zins has been around for some time, and it's really a nice Zimindo for those of you out there who have never had it. By all means, get it. And it's not real expensive either. No, it's not. It's uh, pretty pretty easy to find. And it's, uh, if I recall correctly, it's pretty textured Zin. Um, yeah. uh, really beautiful. So well done. I might have to join you. You're out in Florida, right, Ron? Yes, yes. You might have to come out and join you for a glass. <laughs> uh, anytime. 
<laughs> I'll probably have this bottle down time you get here, though. <laughs> <laughs> we for me. Uh, let's see. I'm here in Sacramento. There's a Farm to Fork Festival right here at the Tower Bridge. Uh, in the Central Coast, there's actually Grenache Day with Roan, uh, Ro sorry, with Roan Rangers. Uh, it's held in a historic barn at the Thatcher Winery and Vineyard in Paso Robles. Supposed to be just a great event. There's a Tiburon Wine Festival. If you come down to Southern California, there's um, a Temecula Crush event. Of course, like we said, this is a great time to see uh, crush events around the harvest, and Temecula does a, a great job of this. Um, I think there's about 30-plus wineries wow. um, showing off their wines uh, uh, at this event on September 30th. Uh, there's a great taste of Europe Wine and Food Festival down there as well. Like I said, there's something for everyone. A lot of folks think that it's just Napa and Sonoma here in, in um in California for wine, it's not. It's everywhere. Uh, for, like I said, 49 counties and 149 different AVAs um, just dot the whole the whole state with uh, with beautiful wines, and this is the perfect month to come celebrate. And you mentioned something you, earlier yeah, about just, all, yeah. all. You mentioned something about all the little small wineries around the state. Uh, Paso Robles and uh, Temecula is a good example of a whole bunch of little small wineries that make great wine and do an excellent job. And so if people are looking for it in these festivals, highlight a lot of those small wineries. So I just throw that out there. I, I could not have said that better myself. Uh, well said, Ron. Um, it's just a great way to experience these folks. And, and um, it's a great, great great opportunity for them to get their wines in front of people who might not otherwise otherwise see them. Exactly. And I will, I will say, if people can't come to the events, uh, it's really easy to pick up our uh, – we partnered with Visit California and California Grown. Um, that's basically the tourism and agricultural arms of California – uh, to create a iconic California recipes ebook that pairs perfectly with uh, California wines. There's mm -hmm. things like um, crab Louie in there. There's things like the um, um, uh, um, the animal style French fries from In and Out. That, uh, apparently, pairs quite well with <laughs> quite well with uh, Sauvignon Blanc. The crab louis pairs with a, with a chardonnay or sparkling, and, and uh, it's a way for people to get an iconic recipe from California and buy a wine, you know, wherever they are. If they have to go to Total Wine to get it or online or whatever, um, it's another way that they can um, they can celebrate with us. That sounds what that is uh, ebook. Now, do you have an address for that ebook? Uh, what what is yes, it? Yes, I'm sorry, California Ron, California you, food or what, what is it? I'm sorry, I should have said that. It's, it's also at discovercaliforniawines.com. Once again, that's, that's discovercaliforniawines.com. That's the easy way to get all this information then instead of... You, you got it. You got it. Okay, they can great. go right there. They'll see, a, they'll see an icon for California Wine Month. That's where they can see the events, and they can see uh, a link to download the ebook itself too. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Um, I noticed... AVAs. How many AVAs are in California now? There are current. There are now 149 AVAs. We just got our newest one approved. Uh, I think it's the Winters AVA. Wow. But a lot of those overlap. Yeah. Though. So, you know, no doubt. 
No yeah. doubt. And there's 269 AVAs nationally, so we are we cover about half of them. Um, <laughs> and that leads me to that leads me to my first trivia question. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which AVA is split half and half between Napa and Sonoma? I'll give you I'll give you um, your your choices: Carneros, Stag's Leap, Russian River Valley, or Mount Veeder. I'm going to have to go Mount Veeder. Uh, that's what I did too when I was going through this. It's not; it's Carneros. Carneros. Oh. Knew it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. Fun well, fun. they're both right fun, there. Fun I place. mean, you know. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Oh. I was trying to picture the the boundaries of it, and I I think Mount Veeder might be a little bit smaller than Canaris, so that might be the reason. So no, no, well, I, I, that's a good point. I think you're right. But anyway, yeah, 149, and probably and still growing. It seems to be they're uh, applying for new ABAs every uh, every two months. But um, <laughs> I try to whenever I see an AVA applied for, I I tell people on the show here, I say. You know, this AV is up. If you have any objections to it, you know, you can post it on the uh, TTB website and tell them, you know. But, you know, I said otherwise we're going to see it approved in a couple of months there. And sure enough, there's another one pop up. It just is continuous. And, and they're starting to pop up all around the country, too. I mean, California's got a lot, but there's a lot of them everywhere. It's, and the sad Absolutely. thing is they don't promote AVAs enough. You know, we in the business know AVAs, but you go yeah, up and walk into a tasting room and say, what's an AVA? And they look at you with a blank face. They don't know. That's right. That's a good point. And, you know, I, I don't know how, you old, how old you are, Ron, but I'm 51. And, and uh, when I was starting to discover wine when I was about 22, 23, or maybe earlier, but um, uh, you, you, knew, you knew where your wines were coming from. You definitely oh, yeah. knew the AVA. I mean, it was promoted because I assume because there were there were fewer back then. But um, yeah, they're everywhere, and, and uh, um, I'd like to see them promoted more as well. I, I really, you know, and I I have done shows on just AVAs on here and try to get people out there educated on these AVAs and what they are because you always hear about the. Uh, uh, areas in France and Italy and Spain and, and all this stuff and people know about these but when you start talking about an AVN in the United States people are lost I mean when I had the winery I used to get people you know a counter full of people and I go okay I got a question for you how many of you know what an AVA is and nobody did and it was just it, was embarrassing for the United States for people who are drinking wine not to know what an AVA is. We, uh, so, you know, yeah. and whenever That's we talk bad. to wine, yeah, I always try to tell, you know, ask wineries if they're in, it, in an AVA and all that. But, you know, I don't know. It just, it's, I think it should be promoted a lot more than what we do uh, as far as AVAs go. Uh, Agreed. Uh, let's see. I was going to ask you something. Uh, you, well, you threw out a, a, a stat about uh, sustainable uh, mm-hmm. wines. Uh, California having so many sustainable wines, and and it doesn't just stop there. Organic and uh, uh, biodynamic, and uh, you know, just all these you know 
uh, certified. Um, oh, uh, got a lot of different things now that they're doing, which yep. is even steps beyond uh, just uh, organic. But yep. why? And maybe you don't know this answer. Why doesn't California, or actually, I think everywhere, why don't they promote this more on their labels? Well, that, that's a good question, and that is something we are have been working for a long time to improve in sex. Um, we we certainly have a certification logo, um, and our wine the, the wineries that I mentioned earlier, the eighty percent of wine that's made in a certified cert, certified sustainable winery, they um, get certified under the code of sustainable wine growing. So there's a little blue and white round logo on most of the bottles. Sometimes they'll get certified and won't get the logo on quick enough or they'll wait a few years, but um, that is definitely um, growing. Um, and I will say, I listened just the other day to um, a, a webinar from Wine Market Council, which you might have listened to. They were putting out some data about what's going on in the wine industry and what consumers oh. want and where they're going and where they're going. And, I and um, yes. Did you listen? Okay, so you probably heard one of the gentlemen. I think it was, I think it was Michael, but I can't remember. He had said, um, you know, consumers, especially the younger ones, uh, definitely want more transparency and want labeling on what's going on with their wine, um, uh, in terms in terms of sustainability. And uh, so that logo that we've been working to um, to get out there in the public, it's becoming pretty ubiquitous. It's becoming pretty universal. It's still got a ways to go, certainly, but um, you, you can see it. And uh, uh, it's a blue and white round logo. Um, if you go to California Sustainable Wine Growing Alliance.com, that is where all this information is. And um, in fact, I think even in the last year, the uh, increase in vineyards that were certified sustainable was about 7.5%. And wow. the increase in wineries um, that were certified sustainable was 5.5%. There's about 60 different vineyard um, kind of um, um, categories that can that certifications <laughs> yeah. to get to oh, uh, to get to the, the 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 overall sustainable certification. There's about 49 for the wineries, and um, it's just really impressive what's going on in that on in that space. And I know Ron, you've had Allison Jordan on, who mm -hmm. uh, has run this program for the last two decades at least, and um, she's just done a magnificent job up and down the state. Um, educating these wineries on what they can and should do, and creating a, a, a ton of credibility around the program with a third-party audit and a, um, um, uh, um, just a, a program that's 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 really really impressive. And and uh, if anyone goes to Total Wine, you start spinning your bottle around, you'll yes. start seeing that uh, little little round logo a lot. Yeah, so appreciate the question. It happens a lot, and I, I think I'm surprised TTB hasn't came out and said, okay, this is the logo to use because it's something that's national. I mean, California has got so many wineries, and they're doing so much as far as being sustainable and all the other categories, and I can see them you know, taking the lead on this, but the whole country uh, seems to be a step behind where they should be on getting all of this uh, transparent, uh, and that's a good word. We we need to know. I, I went out trying to find a biodynamic wine at Total Wines, and I had to call somebody over, and I said, 
where's your biodynamic? And he called somebody else over who knew more about it and said, oh, we've got these here. Nothing on the bottle and all that. I said, well, then how do we know there's biodynamic? And he walked over the computer and pulled up the website. And, you know, and it was, uh, you know, one from California, but it was just very awkward to try to find a wine that's in these different categories. And so, yeah. Yeah, and, I, and on that point, I, I think I think it's the way it's going, um, and everything is you know as we all know in life, everything comes slower than we than we think or would, would hope. But <laughs> yeah. you know, with, with it growing the, growing the way it is, I think it's only a matter of time before some of these uh, wine retailers start delineating whether it's online with something that's really obvious, or whether it's in the store where they literally have sustainable or, or biodynamic wine sections. I, I think I think the market's going to start demanding it. Um, and this logo is, is you know, as, as, as much hard work has been put into it over the last two decades, you know, it's only the start um, because it's clearly what, what people want to know. And, and um, yes, uh, they, you know, they want to, they want to know it and they want to tout it. <laughs> you know, it's not, yeah. I heard some, I heard recently it's not one thing for some of these folks to either be in a place or or eat or drink a thing. They need to tell their family and friends about it, um, mm-hmm. post about it, and, and show a logo or whatever it might be. So, um, yeah, it's just it's really critical. Is uh, the Discover California Wines got a sample of that logo on it? If yes, not, yes, why it does, not? Absolutely. Does it? Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. It's all there for you. Yeah, I mean, you know, Shelby, it's, just, Shelby, you know it's just if if it's not there, then people don't know what to look for. So you really do need an example. Absolutely. Yeah. So good, good. Um, let's see. I was going to mention something else here. Uh, we can talk a little bit about pr- pr- the preliminary results of this upcoming harvest, if you want. Oh yeah, well that's that's a good thing. I, I you know, you were covering the the events for September here, and uh, I was looking at something that you've got events coming up to the end of the year that might be interesting to some of our listeners, since you know September is is beginning of school and people are tied up in that. But throughout the year and toward the end of the year. Um, I was going to have you yeah, mention something about that. Well, and I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, we that list of events isn't only for September. Of course, I've been focused on what's going on in September because it's California Wine Month. But that will go. That that um, that list is perpetual, so it's always a good place for keep for people to come see um, key uh, wine events that are going on in California. Like I said, California Wine Month is every day at Wine Institute in my household. So uh, that uh, discovercaliforniawines.com is the place to to find your next event. Uh, okay, very good, very good. Okay, uh, I read something. I want to say, oh, two years ago, before your time there. But California was shipping more wine to China than to any other country. Is that still going on? No. In fact, that goes against what I've heard. So we we export 
the most to Canada, which there's a they, Canada's got about 35 percent of the market share. Wow. Um, United Kingdom would be the next biggest at about 14 percent, and you know the EU would be second, but that's a bunch of countries. Um, right. And then Japan is at about five and I don't know, oh man, don't quote me on this, but five and a half, six percent, I think. China is at about two and a half percent. That's about, all. Correct. Wow. Well, I, I'm sure I read something about the number of amount of wine being shipped to China. This was, and I say two years ago, that, that has to be wrong. It has to be much longer ago than that. It has to be seven, eight years ago that I read something about that. Because California was excited because they had the amount that they were shipping overseas was... It, I don't know. I can't, I can't remember the exact numbers now because, you know, when I read it, I went, wow, and then went on to something else. Uh, I know Germany gets a, uh, quite a bit of wine. What is their percentage? Um, I am not sure. Uh, Germany, I don't see. Well, they're certainly not in the top ten, I will say. Really? The top 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 ten we basically go um Canada, UK, Japan again, EU is in there in the second spot, but that's twenty what, twenty I forget how many countries, twenty three, twenty seven. That might be Germany and part of that too. Yeah, so Germany's flowing into there and I'm not sure what their I can get their specific number, I just don't have it in front of me. So Canada, EU, United Kingdom, Japan, South Korea, Hong Kong, China, Mexico. Uh, and then Dominican Republic after that. Dominican and that's Republic. Based on val- that's based on that's based on value, not volume. But um, oh, the volume okay. numbers don't don't they don't change that much. Yeah, they come pretty close to that. Well, the reason I asked about Germany, I was out there uh, a few years ago, and I was visiting a a big big distributor uh, in actually in Central Valley, Southern Central Valley. And while I was there, they were loading up a truck with a big bladder in it. It looked like an enormous waterbed. It filled the whole back end of this uh, big flatbed truck. And they were filling it up full of wine. And I'm going, where's And they said, that's going to Germany. And I thought, oh, my gosh. And, I, and they said that they ship about one of those every week to Germany. And it just impressed me. <laughs> so that's why wow, I was wondering. Wow, I don't blame you. Yeah. Well, uh, I I will say, you know, we 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 saw a lot of growth in exports in 2021. We saw a little more growth in 2022. Um uh I think we had about a 0.4% increase in value in 2022 and about a 10% in 2021. And it, I will say, if you ever want to get into this subject with someone who really knows and has been working on it a long time, Honor Comfort runs our export program. She has a goal of reaching um um, 2.5 billion increase in exports by 2030, and uh, she is doing tremendous things with her and her team internationally. We have representatives in about, oh, I think we have about 15 different representatives internationally in, in uh, a bunch of markets trying to um, ensure California's taking advantage of every uh, opportunity to export these wines. And if you ever want to do a show around that, that it is interesting, and there is a lot of things. There are a lot of things going on in that space, and Honor could really um, take care of you uh, on I any of your shows. I will send an email to your 
office there, and we'll see what we can get arranged for that. That that sounds interesting. Outstanding. Yeah. Um, you were before I started to talk about China and all that stuff. You were going to cover a, a topic. Yes, harvest. I suppose is is worthy of your podcast, no doubt. Um, yeah, that's always interesting. We went out and looked at or started talking to um, some of the growers and vintners early to understand what was going on with this harvest. And you probably have heard and seen that it's definitely going to be a little later this year. Um, oh, yeah. And like I said, the Alexander Valley Vineyard is starting tomorrow, um, and that's not even with their uh, their cab grapes. But um, uh, it's starting later, the cool and moist uh, season certainly made for long maturation of grapes. They think the quality is going to be really, really good. Again, it's early. We're, we will come out with our official harvest report around November when we know more. But um, so far, the looks like the yield will be a little lower, but um, quality is definitely up. And um, uh, just couldn't be more excited for uh for, for this vintage, frankly. The extended bloom period is really going to pay off for us. How is the credit for the harvest attributed to the rains that you got from the hurricane? Yes, uh, that is exactly what it is. The moisture um, definitely made for a, a long maturation process for these grapes. Um, the, um, they're... they're there's been some comments about uh, mildew, but it looks like the, the vineyards know how to mitigate and deal with it, and that was really the only challenge from the long wet season. Um, they said a little, they talked a little bit about some of the salts being pushed down in the soil because the, the drought had pushed the salts up for so long, right. but it doesn't seem to be a problem. And frankly, the moisture was needed after so many drought seasons that. Um, it really uh, was was welcome. Uh, just push the harvest out, and it uh, looks like quality is going to be pretty good. I heard Pinot grapes maybe be picked a little, in some cases, later than, than Cab grapes, which is surprising. Wow. Um, but, uh, and it all depends, of course, on the region and the vineyard you're, you're dealing with. Obviously, it's all nuanced, but it's hard to make one blanket statement about anything. But the vintage is in good shape. Just wow. Like <laughs> That, you know, that, that does sort of surprise me because the uh, uh, California has been smacked with drought and then that heavy rain going through and all that. And drought tends to pack down the soils and everything. And then that heavy rain, uh, I'm surprised that there wasn't more runoff as opposed to sinking into the ground like it's supposed to. And so it's good to hear that the harvest is going to be, although it is later, you're saying that, you know, some areas are just now starting to harvest. That's usually something that happens a, a good month ago. Absolutely. Yeah, I think the I think the average is about two to three weeks late for the harvest for most uh, regions and vineyards. Yeah, that's, that's just amazing that they're, <laughs> they're that late. That's, that's really surprising. And, and admittedly, it's still early, so this we just wanted to do kind of a preview. Um, and t- we talked to about 10 different wineries. Um, the harvest report in November will be much more thorough and probably have a little bit better understanding, but right now it looks good. So I want to report that definitely. Yeah, well, I've I've got a guest. I was sending emails out to different people for a guest. I have a guest that I was going to get on the show from Mendocino, 
and he, uh, his uh, publicist wrote back and said that they were in the middle of harvest now. And I'm thinking, Mendocino just harvested. That should have been a couple, three weeks ago. But they said he's he's just now harvesting, and he'll be on the show probably in a month or so. And that surprised me that the time frame of that one. Uh, yeah, it's it's funny. I got an invite. I play golf a lot. I got an invite uh, just last week to play golf with the the Roar Winery um, family owner. And uh, aren't you harvesting? How can you play golf? He said, "Nope, that's why I'm playing golf now because that starts next week." Yeah, there you <laughs> go. Amen. Let's go play golf. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> um, I, the question that popped to my mind, and I haven't heard anything or anything, but how is how is the recovery from the COVID era from the you know, wearing masks, shutting down the tasting rooms. Uh, are, is everybody open again? Is everybody back to a semblance of normal? Or is there still restrictions that the wineries themselves are putting on? I, I will say, as far as we know, the COVID protocols, um, you know, are are still in play. But are they? Um, wineries are open. I mean, I, I, and I can't. <laughs> I think I, I, I'm hesitating because I haven't asked a lot of these questions, but I, I think the reservation system that had to come from COVID because these rooms couldn't um, accommodate as many people for obvious reasons, that right. seems to have stuck. And I, I know you probably know that, but that seems to have stuck. Um, and that might be COVID related and it might be just that that's what the consumers want to. It seems the market seems to be working. Um, and that's not everywhere, but it seems to be, for the most part, that's how it's working. All these these tasting rooms are definitely opened and operating at at the at, at the least close to full capacity. Um, so they're doing well. Of course, there was an uptick in in wine sales during COVID, which we all has been documented and we all know. And um, so I think there's there. We've seen a little bit of decline in the amount of um, wine sales that are out there you know, post-COVID, but um, all is good uh, in California wine. We continue to certainly perform around the world. Um, like we discussed earlier, we're, we're encouraged by growth in Southeast Asia and Mexico and the EU, um, and we're encouraged with, uh, with growth here, in, in the, here domestically as well. Um, just a lot of great things going on in the industry, and, and uh, we were excited to get through COVID um, successfully, and we're happy to be moving on. Yeah. Oh, everywhere in the country, I think is is happy with it. Um, we're and, and I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but we seem to have a little peak of COVID coming back now. Is there any rumors of uh, tighter protocol because of that? Um, I will say that the the original COVID protocols, when things started breaking, um, the wine industry was one of the quickest to get out there and, and, and start asking questions and, and needing to know the protocols so they could put them in place. I suspect that will be um, the same way if we come to a, a, a peak that um, gets, to be, gets to be challenging. And, yeah, everyone's reading about this peak that might or might not come. And if it, if it does... Uh, California wine will be ready to meet the challenge like just like it did the first time. That's great to hear. That is absolutely great to hear. Uh, the uh, uh, 
Let's see. I just hmm, lost my thought, which is not hard for me to do when I start talking about stuff like this. You know, I listen to you and I go, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Mike, do you have any questions or anything for uh, Gino? Uh, no, I, uh, I'm checking the different chat areas. I don't have anything myself, and uh, no, it's just enjoying it and taking notes. I think. So, okay. Yeah, thank I you. Know. How about you want to end with you want to end with one trivia question? Okay. <laughs> Which uh, <laughs> let's see here. Name the one wine producing country that has never been affected by phylloxera. Chile. You got it. Wow. Well done, Ron. I'm impressed. <laughs> how, about, how, about, how about one more? How about one more before we leave? So in California. Yes, 14.8 million tourists visit our wine region each year, which places um, California wine as the second most visited tourist attraction. What do you think the first one is? And it's just one place. Disney World. You got it. Disneyland is 16.9 million. Ron, you're, oh, you know, I was all excited to stump you, and it's not happening. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I live in Florida, yeah. so I know Disneyland would – yeah, would Disney World would, would take it. Um, that's true. Yeah, so that's <laughs> all right. Uh, before you leave, uh, I want you to give us all sorts of information on the Facebook page, the Twitter, or I guess they call it X now, uh, YouTube, uh, Pinterest, uh, Instagram, uh, everything that people can get a hold of the California Wine Institute in any way that they want and, you know, any phone numbers and any of that so that they can be sure to connect with you to find out what's going on and what's happening and all that good stuff. Yeah, thank you, Ron. I appreciate that. And I'll, I'll close with, you know, California wine is an economic force across our nation, proving once again that it is the ultimate value-added sustainable agricultural product, and it tastes great. Um, anyone can go find information at discovercaliforniawines.com. They can get all our social media handles for uh, Instagram, Facebook, and uh, X, formerly known as Twitter, on, at that website. Um, I will say that is our consumer-facing website. If someone is looking, we are, of course, as you probably know, Wine Institute is a, um, an advocacy association representing 1,000 California wineries at the uh, local, state, uh, and uh, domestic and international level. That website is wineinstitute.org, um, where they can find all sorts of information about all the challenges that are going on in the, the state legislatures, in Congress, and internationally. And there are a, there are many challenges that we um, we work many. to um, deal with and um, keep California wineries competitive. Um, so that's a key website as well. But once again, discovercaliforniawines.com. For everything California Wine Month, events, etc., they can also find our social media handles, WineInstitute.org, for all the issues that are facing California wineries, and um, uh, California Sustainable Wine Growing Alliance.com is for all the, the sustainability logos and information and certifications. And, and oh, I know sometimes when I mentioned earlier now too, you mentioned California, the California wines. You would be hard pressed to find wineries that don't use some California wines. That California wines is shipped everywhere in this country, and every state I think 
gets California wines delivered to it as a supplement or as an additive to their wines or something. But it's amazing the amount of California wines that is actually in the wines in this country. Uh, it's, if, if you ask the people at the counter and that they're honest with you, they will admit that there's some California wine in, in their wine. It just There's just so much California wine spread around this country that it is phenomenal. That's right, and it's a, it's a testament to the wine-growing region. I mean, it's basically our region has been 100 million years in the making with the, the, the valley and the gaps in the mountains that bring in the cool ocean air um, for really quality ripening mornings. Um, it's just a testament to, uh, to our wine-growing ability here in California, so I, I thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, it's, it's, it's everywhere, everybody. You know, you mentioned the countries that – California wine goes to, you know, you can start listing the states and you can probably end up with 50 or 49 since it's already in California. You can probably end up with 49 states where California wine is is also shipped. It's just amazing. I found out about that uh, a few years ago when I was in California and um, it was uh, an eye-opener, if you will. So, good. Carlo. Thank you for joining Thank us. You so Thank you so much. Uh, Gino, I called you Carlo. Your last name is DeCarlo, and that's what confused me. I'm sorry, Gino. Um, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Uh, very informative and interesting. And everybody out there, if you need to get a hold of them again, uh, discover California wine, and uh, you will get all the information there and everything else and more. So check that out. And it's updated how often you uh, keep on top of that site? Oh, yeah. we got, uh, I would say it's updated almost uh, every three or four days probably. And if anyone, oh, if any of your listeners need to contact me for anything at all, I'm at gdecaro at wineinstitute.org. Well, once, one more time, gdecaro, D-I-C-A-R-O, uh, at wineinstitute.org. Okay, dot .org. All right. Very good. Thank you for taking the time, well, this afternoon for you, tonight for us. Um, and uh, we uh, will definitely be checking out the sites and what's coming up and all that on California. And uh, interesting. Thanks for your time. Excellent. And, uh, it, was, uh, it was a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you, Ron, and enjoy that uh, Seven Deadly uh, Sins in, and uh, good luck with Wife Appreciation Day. Appreciate it. <laughs> you too. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good one. Bye-bye. You too now. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Bye now. Okay. There's an excuse if you forget, uh, so you have been yeah. warned. Um, all right. Okay. Very oh, I, here's something else. I knew I was going to talk about something else uh, before the show, but uh, you know, we've got a few minutes here. Uh, this is what I was going to bring. Is this the one here? No. Is this the one here? No. Is this it? No. Jeez. I've got so many, <laughs> so many tabs open. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, this. Oh, here it is. Okay. Um, this this popped up a couple of weeks ago, and I was going to, well, about three weeks, three, three and a half weeks ago, and we've had guests, and I haven't had a chance to mention this, but this was in World News, um, 
online. And it, uh, the headline is, As World Warms, Sweden Sees Opportunity to Grow Its Young Wine Industry. And uh, it's, uh, it's a pretty long article. I'm not going to go through the whole thing with you. But basically, they're saying that Sweden is going to be really going to be the new area for worldwide wines. They are tiny compared to the France, Italy, Spain, even Portugal, Germany, and all those. But it's becoming easier and easier to grow better grapes in Sweden. Uh, the weather uh, in the wine-growing regions, uh, you've got hill droughts, heavy rains, flooding. I don't think a week goes by where I don't hear about something else hitting a wine region where they've had adverse weather of some sort. Of course, I get the, the I'm signed up to these different things that I hear about it, but but still though there's there's a lot of them. Well, Sweden winemaking is shifting from small scale to a much larger industry. They uh, have uh, all sorts of uh, Vines being planted there. Uh, there's a, one winery, 34 acres, uh, which the vines were planted, they say, about a decade ago. And they're up to 30,000 bottles now. Um, white wines, mostly. Uh, the uh, the uh, Let's see. The grapevines there can tolerate the heat and the drought. And uh, they're farming without irrigation because it uh, a, a fear of droughts and stuff, and so the the plants are getting acclimated to that. And because the year this past year has been the planet's hottest year on record, it's really starting to move the cooler areas a little bit further north, and Sweden is falling into that category. So. Uh, commercial vineyards are also popping up in Norway and Denmark. If you know those countries out there, they're right next to each other, just three little three little countries next to each other. And uh, they are cooler zones, and they can make for better growing conditions because of that. Uh, United Kingdom, not far behind them, United Kingdom is growing, doing a lot of wines. Their vineyards have popped up. Uh, a little bit over the past uh, few years. And so it's uh, becoming a possibility that Sweden, we may be seeing Swedish wines in different areas. My daughter has a very good friend that lives in Sweden, and uh, she comes to uh, here in Florida every once in a while. I'm going to have to have her bring me some Swedish wines so we can see what they're like. Uh, they said the Swedish growing season has increased by about 20 days over the last 30 years, and as has the temperature increased by 2 degrees Celsius. So uh, these are these are things that will help Sweden become a little bit more of a, a wine region uh, that people might mentioned. He said it's, uh, the grapes are planting are disease resistant and uh, most of the grapes planted are called a Solaris, S-O-L-A-R-I-S, which was developed in Germany in 1975, but it's perfect for the Swedish climate. And so uh, it's uh, something to uh, 
to look for on the shelves in a few years to come is some Swedish wines. They said it's uh, uh, it's put in the global warming is putting Sweden in a great position and making its wines something that people can uh, really look forward to and uh, enjoy. So that's I wanted to talk about that. I could say this has been sitting here for a couple or three four weeks, so I can uh, share it with you, but. I'm glad I'm able to do it now. Okay. Um, what you Gino, got? good guest. I enjoy Jim. Yeah. Yep. And uh, we'll look forward to uh, also uh, maybe having uh, oh, uh, Honor. Uh, it's spelled H O N O R E. I thought it was Honore, uh, but Honor. Honor. Was there an E on Comfort. it? Oh. Yeah, yeah, it's on their uh, staff site. Uh, she's uh, international uh, marketing vice president. It has an e on the end, so I thought, no, are you pronouncing the e or not pronouncing? Oh well, he, I'm no, sure he knows. He didn't. So no, he just says honor. So yeah, so we'll, we'll go. Yeah, I'm sure he, he's well aware. Um, so um, it is uh, September 14th, and um, wife appreciation day eight. Sunday, September 17th. Mike live on. Flight Line Radio, Saturday, September 16th from 7 to 9. And, Thank you. Uh, yeah, we just – we added uh, – I added software over the the week before that uh, the the tunes used to, you know, cut off. It almost sounded like a, like a Spotify or something where they're just, uh-huh. you know, one track silence and other track silence. Well, now they're mixed and uh, has a better format, so I'm staying with that and um, – so it sounds it sounds pretty good right now, and uh, good. you know it's um, it's evolving, and uh, hopefully we'll get uh, some more shows lined up and uh, on the air as well, and we'll go from there. But uh, love carrying this as well on Saturdays. Give you another opportunity to tune into the show in case you miss it. So uh, do that on uh, Saturdays at twelve. Uh, 12 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Eastern Time, and uh, you can tune into uh, encore presentation of the previous All About Wine. So uh, do that and uh, don't miss the show. So um, for sure, thank you. Um, thank you. Next uh, next week we have uh, Jim Butler. Uh, as I found out, hold on a second, I'm losing my voice. Butler Winery. Yeah, Butler Winery, and uh, they are in Indiana. Indiana. Yeah, yeah. Around Bloomington, hmm. somewhere around that area, I think. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, interesting uh, what he's yeah. growing. Since we just talked about American native grape, native American grapes, it'd be interesting to see what he's growing yeah. there. Well, yep, yeah, for sure. Um, all right, before I lose my voice, I'll say good night. Thank you. <laughs> be safe. Have a good week. And uh, I don't know if it's because of the cold or, or what happened, but been losing it the past couple of days. It's yeah, probably. Of those, you're not getting the recent uh, relapse, yeah. and you know, you're good. Oh, well, yeah. thank you all for listening, and uh, we'll see you all next week. Yeah. Be safe. Thank you. This concludes tonight's broadcast of All About Wine with your host, Ron. For show information, links to All About Wine on Twitter and Facebook, or to be a guest on this show, visit the show website at www.allaboutwinebtr.com.
Archived shows are available for download on iTunes or on our show page at blogtalkradio.com forward slash allaboutwine. Thank you for listening. Drink responsibly, and we'll see you next time on All About Wine. Facebook caught up with us. Oh, I forgot to check the time, but it was it was six minutes uh, behind last time I looked. Uh, totally forgot to look it up. Uh, yeah, it's it's off now. But <laughs> as soon as it turned off, I was like, "Oh, well, about that." Um, oh well, part of the, yeah. Well, they'll get it eventually. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Well, green room. Uh, green room.